Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Said. I almost bought a, a Fiat, you know. Yeah, it looked cute a Fiat. It was for. But you know, it also looked cute a Fiat. Star Wars. Let's I don't know do where it. I was going with that segue, but let's talk about Star Wars. Are you Kevin. sure? <laughs> Hit us with the intro. Welcome to Star Wars and Scotch. It's the show where Tim and I talk about Star Wars and a little bit of Scotch. It's more while we drink Scotch, we talk about Star Wars. We don't really talk about Scotch that much. Uh, if you have questions for me and Tim, you can use the Slido link, questions command on Twitch, and it is the pin. No, it's not. Tim's going to pin it. It's going to pin comment on <laughs> on Facebook. Uh, if you're watching or listening in the future, you should come join the live show because that's where you can ask the questions. Um, every Monday night? Because it's a new link every Monday night at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Unless you just go to go.raredrop.co slash questions. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I got to learn all these links. We need a spreadsheet. I'm adding that to my list of things Paul needs to distribute. A spreadsheet. Anyway, today we got some good stuff. We're going to talk about the Obi-Wan TV show. There's been some things that have been rumored floating around. We're going to talk about... Um, what else do I have? Uh, Mandalorian Season 2 stuff. That trailer should be dropping on us very soon. I don't know if there's even a date for the trailer yet. Uh, we're going to talk about Squadrons a little bit. 
Uh, we'll answer your questions, and that's what it's we got for you tonight. Squadrons talk. Yeah, yeah. Um, Squadrons is not that far away. It's a little no, bit Squadrons over a month. Is October ish. We can right? kick it off with this because Tim knows more about Admiral Ray Sloan than I do. But uh, I'm screen, so excited that they talked about this. Screen Rant put out an article. It says, "Who is the Admiral leading the Empire's fortrin, for, fortrins, fortrins, forces in Squadrons?" Uh, Admiral Ray Sloan is a major character in Disney's new canon, and it looks like she's playing a big part in the upcoming Star Wars Squadrons. If you have read Aftermath, like I've been telling you guys for almost a year now, um, Admiral Sloan is uh, is a proponent to that story. And so that's super exciting. So the last time that we get to see Admiral Sloan, to my knowledge, unless she shows up in a comic that I'm not aware of, uh, Admiral Sloan um, takes off after the Battle of Jakku. Empire, Empire is beat. It was our last stand. Um, it, it essentially doesn't work out for them. And they, the, the, the remaining admirals come together and they're like, we, we got we to gotta, we gotta get out of here. We've got to bring the Empire back, but we can't do it here. And so the last time we see her, she goes off into the unknown space, um, past Wait, the outer rim. Did she go off into the unknown, Tim? <laughs> into the unknown, dude. Into the unknown. Don't do that. <laughs> I hear that song enough in my house. Please. Um, yeah, so so I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, go into a lot of details with at with Sloan, with Ray Sloan. Uh, but it's just, it's a really cool, it's just another really cool thing that they've done with Star Wars storytelling is that it has come from Sloan being in Aftermath to now being in the video game and what, and so, and it fits perfectly because in, uh, Squadron, it's after, it's after the Battle of Jakku. So the, the, it, at this point, the, uh, the, the Empire is gone. So this is the remnants of the Empire, uh, with the New Republic, uh, fighters and and they're kind of going at it so this is uh this is a really cool point in star wars history where we're starting to um see the rebuilding of 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 the empire in the, in the face of uh with the face of the new order uh which is which is really cool so i'm excited for this story and, and knowing that that sloan uh is a part of it was really cool for me because right away when i heard that name i was like wait that's 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 the same sloan from aftermath so very very excited for that is she how you imagined her in aftermath no no, the way that I imagined her was not. I thought she'd be like much older. Um, I I thought of her like it almost looks like your girl. I, I was whenever I heard Sloan, like because I I always do I always do my my Star Wars books with audio tape from Audible. <coughs> Audible. Um, Audible dot com. God, if only if only we were sponsored by Audible. Um, yeah. So I always imagined her as a much older individual. Um. But no, she she looks like a badass, especially like she was in she has some um she's in some early, some comics that are like earlier in her career, um so she seems like quite the badass. So she's been with the Empire since the a long time, the Republic days, I would assume. I mean, she I think I think she was in it. I don't know I don't know her full story, so that I can't speak up. I I think she was in it during I don't think she was in it during the Clone Wars, but I don't know. Let's see what Wikipedia she, says. Uh, she was dedicated to serving Galactic Empire as a naval officer, blah, 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 blah. 
childhood. She was born on Ganthol, 19 years prior to the Clone Wars. Uh, she was a naval cadet in the Prefs Belt Academy. Uh, she served aboard the Defiance with Dark Darth Vader. Yeah, so this was so, so yeah, so she wasn't in it during the Clone Wars, so she no. was in it during the. She joined as as Empire. During the Empire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Everything I'm seeing. There's actually a lot of information on her on Wikipedia. She's she's kind of a badass though. She kills she kills the uh, Gallius Rex. There's uh, uh there's a picture of her with she's got Kanan Jarrus by like. She's she hates Kanan with a passion. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sloan defeated Count Vidian. Is that in the book? With the help of her rebel foes, Hera and Kanan? That, I think that's, I think it's in a comic. That was, that yeah, wasn't in Aftermath. Because Kanan uh, wasn't in Aftermath. Because Aftermath is everything after, after six. Ah, uh, that's true. Apparently she captures, captured uh, Captain Antilles at some point. Yeah, so she's pretty cool. And then so it's it's, it's neat to have a like a leading like female bad guy. Wow, there's a Tim. There's a ton of information on here, her in here. I, I know, but a lot of it, a lot of it's like from like comics and stuff. Sloane was tasked with rescuing Brendel Hux, founder of the First Hux. Order. That's the dad, though. That is his dad. Correct. He's in aftermath. So they, so they get together and like after the battle of Jakku, after she kills, uh, Gallius Rex. Uh, so Rex was, he was, he was a, he was a kind of a fanatic. He kind of like went crazy on Jakku. Uh -huh. And so Sloan essentially was like enough's enough and killed him because he was going insane. And then they took off. And then she was friends with, uh, young Hux apparently too. But but not much is known about her after after that. So this will be interesting to see if it fills in any gaps because we we don't we assume that she wasn't a part of the new order, like in episode seven through nine. Mm -hmm. Um there is mention of her where she has like she's no longer there uh in one of the books. Like it was either episode seven or episode eight when they wrote like the actual novel for it. Mm -hmm. Um but they don't they don't they just say she's gone. So we don't really know what happens to her. So this will be interesting to see if like if the if the the game continues her story. Sloan developed a protective relationship with the young Armitage Hux and forged a deal to protect the boy from his abusive father, Brendel Hux, in return for keeping her safe from Rax's child soldiers. Despite her hostile relationship with Brendel, the two forged an alliance to re rebuild the Empire. Sloan viewed herself as a pioneer who would rebuild the Empire in the Unknown Regions, while she publicly portrayed herself as a selfless devotee to the Empire. Sloan harbored ambitions of reforging the Empire in her idealized image. So that's that's the last bit of information we have in, on her in the timeline. I'm telling you, dude. So she went out to Unknown aftermath. Space, and we don't know what happened to her either? No. No. So they mention, so in that point, they mention Thrawn. And they talk about the Chiss, mm -hmm. and they're like, "We need to go out into the unknown regions. It's safer for us there." And that's and that and that and so like that, that's the frustrating part is because there's still no storytelling really as to how the First Order like comes to be from unknown space, and so that there's still a lot of unknown stuff there. It's very frustrating. Unknown space is so unknown; it's wild, extremely wild chat. Yeah. So, Absolutely uh, so, wild. So yeah, so so we will get to learn more about her. 
and about the form like hopefully this will be some more this will lead into more storytelling with the formation of the first order um so yeah i'm excited i'm excited for this it, it, like i don't i don't know how much i'm excited for like multiplayer flight sim stuff but as far as just like being a a pilot in space with a tie fighter or an x-wing or whatever the the vehicle of choice is and then getting to to live a star wars story that way it's it's very exciting so i'm, I'm going to take a question about squadrons caleb wants to know are you guys going to play squadrons with your helmets on i would like to to i'm going to have i'm going to have a vr i'm going to have vr goggles on so i will not be having a i will not have a helmet on my head i don't think i'm going to do vr cuz i don't want to make chat absolutely get like throw up i've done a couple vr streams kevin and people love it space vr is different though than like combat vr mm, if true you, if you convince me i will hook up my oculus and we'll do this so you're gonna do vr with a like an xbox controller or keyboard and mouse oh no i was gonna have my flight sticks i'm doing the full thing baby vr with the flight sticks okay yeah it's gonna be sick Tim's making me nervous. I'm getting all sweating a little bit. Uh, the helmet I wanted was back ordered. I don't think I'm going to be able to wear it anyway because uh, my headset would be on my head too. Either way, so we'll figure it out. Figure it out. You don't want to throw up? Well, you might have to if you want to watch me and Tim play Squadrons. <laughs> Sorry. Anywho, uh, Mandalorian two season uh, season two rumors have been swirling. Yeah. Yeah, like apparently we might see Ahsoka in the upcoming trailer. Yep, apparently Rosario Dawson has hinted at, and Disney—well, not Disney, but people that work at Disney—have hinted at uh, Ahsoka, played by Rosario Dawson, being in the Mandalorian two uh, season two trailer. Which I could see that happening is like the trailer ends, and then you know they cut it, and then it's like her jumping down or something. It's gonna have to be something like super like quick. And that'll be it. And then we can analyze it for 16 hours on based on like a quarter of a second clip. So uh, that's one of the rumors. The other rumor that's been floating around this week about Mandalorian season two is that uh, the Mandalorian is going to eventually introduce more Yodas. Since we don't really have a name for his race, which to me is just crazy. Uh, this comes from we we got this covered dot com. Baby Yoda's officially taken over. Uh, the pop culture stratosphere, whether he's fighting Thanos or chilling with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, the adorable fuzzy green alien is undoubtedly the hottest commodity in Hollywood right now. Emmy winning actress Laura Dern even claims that she saw the young Jedi Master at an NBA game recently. While we can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it goes on to say basically that they're going to be bringing more Yodas into the universe. So either... This is where we get to have fun and speculate and basically say what we think. First off, they really need to name this because I'm tired. I'm tired of saying Baby Yoda, and if there's more than one of them, I don't know what I'll do. You have to. I you, can't. You have to remember. Oh, I know it's trash, Apoc. We pick these just so we can start up fun and divisive conversations. Um. You have to remember that if you name that race, you are undoing 40-something years of... You're opening a box that was never opened. That's right. a big deal. It's a huge deal. No, it's something that... It's, it's, 
it's something that people have wanted for a very, very, very long time. Do you think it does more harm than good, or is it time to finally give his race a name? No, no, it's 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 just like there's, it's always good to have like unknowns and like let let people itch a little bit, you know, let them let them kind of discover it and and figure those things out and tell those stories, you know, what they think that story is. But this is like this is something that needs to be well defined and like it needs it needs to have a a concrete place in star Wars canon and like in, in the universe. So like, I'm, I'm excited because, because then more stories can come from it. Right. Like once we have like a, a, a a good base and understanding of, of this race and what they are and why they are and, and why like Yoda is the way that he is or why the child is the way that he, he is. Um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of like really cool things that get to come from it. Um, and, and being able to tell that story within the Mandalorian, I think makes it even more special because it's, it's going to be done in live action. Yoda, Yoda has always been, um, well, I want to say always been, but for the most part has always, keep on saying always, for the most part has been in the live action scene and with his puppet, you know, in the original trilogy in, in, and they even did some puppeteering with Jim Henson and, uh, in, uh, or not Jim Henson, uh, uh, Frank Oz in the, the, the prequels and then bringing him back with Frank in the new trilogy. Like it's just with, with the puppet again, like it's, um, it's, it's very special. It's a very, very important piece, um, to star Wars. And so I think this is, is cool to tell that story again in the live action with a puppet. Um, if you go back and watch behind the, the behind the scenes for Mandalorian, like they talked about like the puppeteering that went in behind the child and making it feel so lifelike and, and really bringing that, that character to life, uh, was really neat. Yeah, I'm I'm on the fence. I would love to learn more about Yoda and where he came from, and this is a great opportunity. Uh, I almost would rather learn more and find out that there aren't many left in the universe rather than encounter more along the way. I I, w- I want it to be one of the I want it to be a race like the Chiss, where where they don't they they don't operate in like I want I want more of those stories I want the stories that no longer live in the galaxy that's far far away that we all have come to know and love, right? Like I feel like it's it's just one of those things where it's it's been bled dry, like th- that that galaxy is done. It's it's time to venture out, it's time to get out there, and I think that's what's going to be really really cool about about. Yoda and the child's race and about what's going to happen in Mando season two is that it's, we get to go out there and we get to explore that. And, and even, and even like with, with, with Thrawn, you know, and, and Thrawn and Ezra and they're out there somewhere. Uh, and that's what I've been loving about the Thrawn book and learning about the Chiss and the, and the Grisk and, and all of these new races that we've, we really don't hear about or, and really talk about. Like it's, that for me is exciting, and, and that's why like I'm so excited about learning more about about the child and about Yoda's race is just because I, I just I feel like there's so much more to it, and there there could be more from it. Also, Thrawn Thrawn book three is phenomenal, and tomorrow Thrawn book four comes out on audio, and I can't wait. Heaven, he can't wait. The space fights that are in there, like. All it made me do is want for a like RTS space combat game and then being able to go like from top down into the cockpit of a fighter. This was something that I was thinking about yesterday in the shower. I was like, what if it was an RTS style game where you had 
Star Wars cat like ships and you're moving them around and then you could go into like the pilot seat of a TIE fighter and then like do do squadron style combat and then you could pull out and then you were like moving capital ships around and like having fights and stuff. It was just like, but that's that's what happens in the book, and it was so exciting. You have to read it. It's really I'm going good. to read it. I told you I'm on really a wild book right now, getting ready for the WoW expansion. But I will read the aftermath is in my cart. I have uh, really four audible credits anyway, so there you go. There's all four books. Um, did you know that The Sims 4 is getting a Batu expansion, Tim? Yeah, what the hell was that about, <laughs> Kevin? I love that Hondo's chilling in the back right of the announcement picture and no one's said a word about it. I'm not I'm not playing The Sims. So My daughter you're plays The Sims. To, She's super gonna, okay, stoked on okay, it. Okay, great. Awesome. Then Audrey can be our reporter. Cool. And she can have her own segment on Star Wars and Scotch where she can tell us how the Star Wars... Text, Sims is text her right now. Let's see. Great, she can be our on-field reporter. Cause I'm not touching it. Uh there she is. Would you like to review the Star Wars? I'm not playing Sims chat. You Sims can't make me do it. Pack for Tim and Eyes. Is this how you always text? Do you always talk Star as you're texting? Wars. Show? He's well, no, I didn't want to be silent on the show. Yeah, I literally sit in bed and just... <laughs> Dear Audrey... Hello, person that I am texting business <laughs> things to. Imagine that was like a tick that I had, and I couldn't keep silent <laughs> would, while I texted I people. so hard. And even if I was uh, going to talk shit about somebody, I couldn't. I'd be like, I'm sitting across from this son of a bitch right now. <laughs> and this is the most boring shit I've ever seen. Oh, man. So uh, we'll see what she says. Um, she'll do Great. it. She loves that, that stupid game. Uh, Hasbro has a Black Series figure, Tim. And I thought I this I picked out because I feel like you are going to want this. Where did, where did you put that? Oh, right there. Oh, no, I didn't. This one's... Oh. I didn't give you everything. I have to keep some surprises from you for the show. Uh, but Hasbro reveals that the new Black Series figure coming out is going to be... Cad freaking Bane. No way, dude. Shut up. Cad Bane. No. Do you need the... What? Did you find it? You found it, didn't you? Look at his little blaster. Oh, there it is. 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 Comes with that his smart smart ass droid too. Oh, Toto. He oh dude, his his droid is so much fun. I loved him in Clone Wars. He was great. I just watched the episode. Oh my god. Okay. Pause from our itinerary. It's still Star Wars talk. As you all know, I'm watching Clone Wars with my son in the actual chronological order. My God, why is that so di- show so disjointed? They're like, yeah. all right, Cad Bane's going to go, and he's going to threaten all the senators. Mm-hmm. And then to see oh, the wait, episode... Are you talking about the episode where he puts them all in the room with the bombs? But he kills Padme's Rodian, her uncle, what's his name? Yeah, wasn't that sad? Yeah, but like, if you watch it out of order, which is the order they released it in, then all of a sudden he's alive again. Because the episode where he dies is before the resolution of the story with Cad Bane. Are you sure? I'm dead serious because I'm sitting there on the couch 
I had to go back to season one to, to watch a Cad Bane episode from stuff happening in season three. And I'm like, oh man, they, I never noticed that he was dead and then he came back and then like they oh, skipped over it and that? it's so much better in the order I'm watching it. I just got uh, to, to Mother Talzin. Oh, she's great. I wish I could have that effect. Oh, so that, oh, so that means you're about to meet um uh uh Maul's brother. I, um, he was in the, he was in the last episode I watched in the training where Asajj is like you weak pathetic. Asajj, yeah. But don't you wish you had a voice where like you were talking normally, but this was behind the voice talking all the time. <laughs> She is one of the creepiest things in all yeah, of Star dude, Wars. Dath, it's amazing. The whole Dathomir sequence is really, really creepy. That's what, when people are always like, Disney ruined everything. I'm like, Dathomir? They made Dathomir infinitely better than it was in the EU. Uh -huh. Don't argue yeah, with me. Yeah, the Night Sisters are so cool. Anyway, yeah, so watching it in order, the, the, the right order makes 10 times more sense. than. I didn't realize that they killed him and then brought him back. And then did they here. kill him again or... Star Wars, uh, Clone Wars. Oh no, I'm going to a very, very dark hole of Star Wars action figures. Yeah, there's a few that I got to pick up too. All right, so here you go, here you go. The Owl Beast? No, you want to keep going on that. You want to keep watching that. Watching what? The Owl and the, which is the sister. Someone said they stopped watching with the, with the Owl. Oh, no, you want to keep going. Okay, here it is. Okay, so episode 304 begins uh -huh. the the Senate. Uh, Cad Bane going to the Senate to get Zero out of jail, right? Yeah, right. After episode 304, you go to episode 308, which is called Evil Plans. Then you go to episode 122, which is Hostage Crisis, which is actually what takes place in the Senate. Then you go to 309, which is Obi-Wan and Quentin. Was that his name, the other Jedi? The the wilderness one? The with crazy the guy who jumps out who jumps out of the out of the 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 That's 309, because that's the them ship and stuff, yeah. Hunting for Zero before the uh Cantina lady singer kills him. Wait, why did you go back two seasons though? Because that was the, that's in chronological order. That's how you watch it. Wow, I must have really I mean that means I got yeah, I watched it from just start to end. I just went all the way through. Yeah, so you go three, 304 to 308, 122, 309, and then you watch 10, 11, and then you go back to 215, and it that wraps that story up, and then you start 312, which is the Night Sisters. What the hell? It's on the... Uh, this is the official Star Wars website. This is not some like fan like piecing it together. Why L did they do that? Literally. Literally, the, the first episode you're supposed to watch is episode 216. What what is episode two sixteen? Cat and mouse. Hold on. Uh, a separatist blockade surrounds Christophsis. Anakin's fleet is tasked with with deploying relief supplies to the surface, uh, but they are massively outgunned. So it goes to start the show. It goes two sixteen, one sixteen, the movie, three oh one. I haven't I haven't watched the movie. Three oh one, three oh three, and then you can start watching episode one. Episode 216. <laughs> uh. I'm going to leave this in, in, in both chats for everybody. So here oh, episode 219 is really fun. That was a that was a good one. There you go, Twitch. Uh Facebook, I got you. 
Will uh, Darth Maul ever make a return? I mean, he he's dead. He was Darth, yeah, killed. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to break it to you, Zach, but he's he's dead. He returned o plenty of times. Uh, Obi Wan, Obi Wan killed him. He gone, dude. So yeah, you go and then you watch one through. Let's see. So after that, you watch one through twenty-one. Then you start season two. You get to episode three. Then you got to jump to seventeen. 18, 19, then back to 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. You stop at 14, jump to 20, go to 22, jump to 305, to 307, back to 302, 304. This is where we left off before. Night Sisters, you go from 312 to that one goes to 22, so the end of the season. Four. Four looks like it goes. Yeah, four is the whole season. I would assume at some point they figured out that so, they had but, to yeah, stop yeah, doing Yeah, yeah, that's where they figured it out. So by the time you get to season, by the time, okay, so the rest of the show for me, yeah, the rest of the show for me is in order now. Once you hit there the Night Sisters, the rest of the show's in order. Yeah, so that's so confusing. I don't know why they did it like that. That's so weird. Why do you? Oh, I hate it. How high was Dave but, Filoni but, when he made this show? Jeff? But Clone Wars gets so much better as it goes on. I, I definitely noticed that. Like, the first couple of seasons, I had to force myself to watch. And then I got to a point where I was like, this is good. Yeah, because Clone Wars, to me, starts out as, like, a daytime kids cartoon. It was... No, exactly. It was, it was the battle of... What's the dark... I always forget the name of it. The dark planet where the one... Jedi general, you you find out he's actually working for Dooku the whole time, and he's being an absolute dick to the clones, mm -hmm. and he actually gets them all killed. I forget, I forget what like what. So it it was like at that that was the turning point for me. That was when I was like, oh, this is good. Uh, yeah, General Krell, yes, Krell was a dick. Um, that episode for me, uh, Umbara, when they were on Umbara, that was when the show was just like, yep. This is really, really good. And the the fight between <laughs> Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan and Ventress versus Maul and and Visage, that was really, really good. Like that was that was another point. It was like it was, I think it was kind of like in that same area where it was just so good. I would say it was probably Lucas's intent to release them in the order APOC because by the time Disney buys it, which is right around season three, all of a sudden everything's in in perfect order. So it was probably Lucas in one of his, like, creative, uh, you know, ayahuasca shaman benders that was like, <laughs> if we put it out of order, it will make more sense. Trust me. And everyone's like, uh, yeah, George is, George is never wrong. So it was at this moment he knew he f***ed up. <laughs> <clears throat> um... So yeah, I have been experiencing that. I guess from here on out though, it's it's straight through, which is kind of great that I don't have to constantly look at my phone to figure out what the next episode is that I have to watch. But yeah. I will tell you that it has been a much more enjoyable experience. And the big one was her uncle. What's her name? Uh, what's his name? Uncle something. I can't remember his name. The Rodan. Yeah, the one who gets killed by Cad. Um, the one, the one where she was really disappointed that he ended up going against his word and allowed the separatists to take take hold of of the rhodian planet that guy no that's early on but yes yeah, same guy yeah same guy uh that and then when they that, they oh, also so much jar jar Ugh. and then they kill uh they kill her other friend too the separatist 
lady that she was friends with. Oh wait, there, it gets better, Kevin. I've seen it, Tim. I've, this is oh, my third. Well, then, this well, is then my third also time has, around the block. Then she also has the ex-boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, we met him already. That this was is, good. This is my third time around the block. It's my first time watching it this way, but my third time around the block. Aw. You need to watch it again now. You've only watched it once. I'm kind of like, I feel like with that one, it's kind of a one and done kind of. No, 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 no. You see more uh, just, things as you go along. Uh, I don't know. Wow, Tim. Maybe. Evan, I've got books to listen to. Chad, is anyone questioning Tim's dedication to the cause right now? I'm, I'm Thrawn. I just finished up three books of Thrawn. How much, how many, how far in aftermath are you, Kevin? Rest of my case. Well, I'm doing the due diligence of watching Clone Wars again in chronological order, so it makes more sense. Oh, so I'm more prepared go. to discuss oh. Clone Wars in the future with people. Whatever. I don't know. I don't <laughs> look know. What you've done to Look what you've done to Chad. Ben, ben said he wasn't sure. I can't wait to play Avengers with Tim tomorrow and argue with him just like the Avengers actually would while we're kicking ass. Um, <laughs> Language. Am I not allowed to say ass tomorrow? I don't know. I'll play as Captain America and just constantly say language. That was funny. so funny in the beginning of Age of Ultron when they were, they upped language. the level of language in the movies, but they totally broke the fourth wall and talked about it. <laughs> Back to Star Wars. Um, yes, person, Maul's dead. Chat, we don't have many questions tonight, but Tyler asks, what are your thoughts on an old Republic trilogy from both dark side and light side views? Good God! <laughs> This is episode 13 of this show, Tyler. What I want you to do is I want you to go back and listen to episodes 1 through 12 when that question was asked at least once every other episode. Wait, Kevin, what was the news about Obi-Wan? I was going to go back to that in a second. Okay, good. I want to make sure. I'm peppering in questions this week. I'm trying uh, that. You like the, the peppering of questions? I do, I do like it when you season the food. Kevin is watching canon stuff. Tim is listening to someone read it to him. Dude, you on uh, the the, it is so nice. I love to be it. Able to to go get on the elliptical, or get on the on the treadmill, or the bike, or even in the car. Like the the thirty minutes of of my day that I spend in my car going to the gym and then back home, um, I get I get half a chapter done. I sit when I'm when I'm doing my cardio after my workout, I get half a chapter done. Uh, when I'm done with the stream and the baby's going to bed. I go onto the porch and I listen to an audiobook. Like it's it's my time to like just I get it gives me time to think and really like soak it in instead of just like did I lose my place? I have to put the book down. Like I can go and multitask while I'm still listening to a book. Like and and what's really fun about and this is something that I I love when it comes to a performance is that there's there's certain types of voice actors that really give each character their own personality. And they reflect that with their voice. And so it's just they do like the guy who does a lot of the, um, the Star Wars books. He's very consistent when it comes to his his voice. And so like when he does Moff Tarkin, like he has a really good Tarkin and it just brings that character to life, which allows me to spend time not focusing on the character, but to focus like focus on the setting and what's going on. And it helps me visualize everything that's going on so I can really just get a whole different type of experience with a book. Um, so that's why I love audio tapes for me is because, well, now they're, now they're digital, but yeah, I love audible. Like it, that's, it gives me that experience to really just be completely enveloped in the story. I agree. 
Uh, I really enjoyed the Ahsoka book. It was fun to hear Ahsoka's voice actress uh, be her in the book. Yep. It helped. Mm -hmm. And then they had the sound effects and the music and stuff like that. I'm, re I'm reading a World of Warcraft book for the next expansion right now on Audible, and it's the author reading it. So sometimes she'll do a voice like Thrall. If, for those who play WoW, you know what Thrall is, but he's one of like the, the main orc characters. And she just does the dad voice, like, you know, <laughs> I'm making fun of my dad. And it doesn't sell it as much. Uh, Ashley Eckstein sold it a bit more for me because she is Ahsoka in my head. So uh, it was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed yeah, it. But I like, like Audible a lot. Yeah, like Mark Thompson sounds a no lot way. like. He does really well with Thrawn. His, his, his Thrawn voice sounds a lot like... Uh, Lars uh, Mikkelsen. Yeah, Mark, Lars Mikkelsen. It sounds it sounds very very. I honestly thought it was him doing the book. Um, his his Emperor Palpatine voice is fantastic. Um, really, like any of the voices that he has has taken on, um, even even some of the female characters does a really really good job. Um, and so it's just it just allows you it just allows you just to just just to close your eyes and just like you just get to imagine everything, uh, which is just fun. It's, it's a whole different experience when it comes to just taking in a story. Before we jump into Obi-Wan, where would ask you guys, uh, I'm sorry, Pockets asked, when will the cowards release the Mandalorian season two trailer? At this point, I'm thinking <laughs> Monday Night Football. Here's why I think you're right. Uh, Disney owns ESPN. ESPN is Monday yep. Night Football. Mandalorian two trailer. Bada bing, bada boom. You can get a bunch of nerds to get you some, your Nielsen ratings up during a pandemic uh, and, and. Watch for the Mandalorian 2 trailer. So, yes, I think you're 100% correct. But when? Would it be like... Uh, half, so, right before so halftime or October. something? Yeah, but, but I mean, like, when do you think? Like, what what big games do we have coming up that would be like a Monday night NFL mm, game that would be worth it? The kickoff weekend is next week or the week after. NFL schedule is... Uh, NFL kickoff is Thursday the 10th. So, Monday mm -hmm. the 14th would be Monday Night Football, which is what Disney ESPN would get. So that would Who's be the guess. Today? Who's playing the 14th? Mm -hmm. Is Char Chargers playing? No, uh, Steelers at Giants and Titans at Broncos. Because the first week is always two Monday night games. Football in an empty stadium is going to be bizarre. Um, <laughs> it's going to be weird. I watched college football on Saturday night with the empty stadium, and I was like, this. <laughs> it's like, and he scores the touchdown. It's just like one guy stands like, good job. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm like that guy's stoked. This is this is fucking weird. Oh, we'll man. get back there, Chad. Don't worry. Um, Cody asks if they drop the ball in the first movie of the new trilogy. Do you think they pulled Dave and George back into the fold more intentionally to write the ship? What trilogy are you talking about? Because <laughs> if we want to talk about the prequel, then. Well, no, it sounds like the new trilogy. Yeah, so he means the new trilogy. I would need more details on what we're dropping the ball, who's doing the new trilogy. We don't know any of that. Um, Obi-Wan, uh, what? I think it's fair to call it a mini, like a, a mini it, no, series it, no, at this they, point. That's what they called it. They're saying yeah. it's going to be just a couple episodes. Yeah, so the Obi-Wan miniseries, uh, Rumor Mill, is on fire right now. Go, 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 go. Uh, basically, they're saying the Obi-Wan characters that will appear and the time frame that it will appear in uh from what i've been reading it sounds like it will jump back and forth between him on tatooine and him remembering things from the clone wars <gasps> because oh. 
apparently, according to rumors, live-action Cody has been cast. Shut up. And uh, the person who voiced Anakin in the animated series... Yes! Hold on. Both him and Hayden Christensen have been rumored to play Anakin. Let's go farther down the rumor hole. And the rumor is that they're playing... Whoever it is, one or the other, because I've heard both rumors at this point... Uh, whoever it is, is playing him in his Clone Wars armor. Yes! So, obviously... Oh, my God, Kevin! Obviously, that's the... I knew that would excite Tim. Oh, my gosh! That's so exciting! So, we will uh, see a live-action Anakin in Clone Wars armor. I don't care about live-action Anakin. It's the live-action Cody that just is like, ah! Uh. Which would lead me to believe that like, whoever plays Cody can play Rex, too. No, it has to. It has to be the exact same person because it has to look like it has to be. See, it they, has to be close to the guy from Clone Wars. But the workaround with the clones is they just they you don't ever have to have them take off their helmets and in, in true right Ex exactly right. But it's just still like oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Now if they it, oh my gosh, imagine if they had a <gasps> could you imagine if they had a live action Admiral Ular? I mean, I guess I guess Colonel Ularn at that point. Oh, Kevin. Chad is saying how excited are you about the possibility of Jar Jar returning? Shut up. <laughs> Don't you wish that evil onto me? <laughs> oh, Kevin, you'd. Oh, I am so much more excited for Obi Wan right now. So yeah, it oh. should be. It should be flashbacks to Clone Wars while he's on Tatooine. You know. How are they gonna make him look younger? How are they gonna pull that off? I mean, I just watched Civil War with Danielle and young Robert Downey Jr. in that one scene was pretty convincing. Yeah, it's true. And he's on the piano. They brought yeah. Admiral. Uh, they brought uh, uh, Tarkin back to life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which was the most haunting visual experience. No, I thought that was I've, so good. I, was, I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was amazing, but I was also very disturbed. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, that man is dead, and I know he's dead, because he died before <laughs> I was born. <laughs> but ah, there he is on the screen. Director Krennic. Director Krennic. Krennic? Oh, that. Kevin, I'm so much more excited for... Oh, man. I'm yeah. so God, that's so dope. They're saying Samuel L. Jackson and Captain Marvel. I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. I'm working no, on it. No, they're right. Through. Yeah, no, they're right. Yeah, I mean, like, I was they like, can do it. I by mean, the way, stuff at the end of Civil War, because I've seen Civil War, but at the end, I was like, oh, man, the Black Panther at the end. And I'm like, man, how many movies? Six movies to get to fucking Black Panther? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I was like, they Hi, Kevin. Welcome to the Marvel Universe. I missed out on, like, the, the three movies a year thing, huh? Yeah, you really did. I'm surprised you got away with that. I didn't have a choice because I fell behind, and then it felt too daunting, and now Disney Plus, thank you, has given me the opportunity <laughs> during well, Disney COVID. Plus and a pandemic. So. Thank you to catch up, so I'm nice. happy about it. <gasps> and only a few television shows I have to watch through. Um... <laughs> So yeah, Obi-Wan uh, rumors are swirling. Uh, uh, a lot of them are coming from so the trusted exciting. Star Wars sites that are never wrong. So make your own assumptions, but I have a feeling the Obi-Wan miniseries will be very good. I'll be worth the wait. I'm very interested. The one thing with this year that has been weird is you'd think that everything they wanted to announce at Celebration would have had a digital 
Yeah, I'm surprised. Presence. Like, I, Celebration was supposed to be the weekend we just passed. Yeah. Tim and I were going to take the ladies out to L.A., and Tim and I were going to oh. be on the podcast stage in Celebration doing our show. Don't let him roll his eyes at you. It would have happened. Um, <laughs> would have shook hands with Dave Filoni at some point. It would have been great. Dude, stop. 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 Tim acts like he's not friends with people at Respawn that could have helped us out with all of this. <laughs> anyway, um, so we were supposed to do that. That was our plan for this past weekend was this. And then I was going to ask him like, hey, it's Danielle's birthday. You want to go to Palm Springs for like two or three days before we go home? Uh, and Tim would be like, that's so cool. You know, it was Kyler's birthday, but I would much rather take a vacation. <laughs> is that is that how I sound to you, Kevin? Yeah, you sound like Morty. <laughs> oh, oh, I'd much rather oh, take vacation. Oh, 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 Kevin, yeah, this going to be great. <laughs> that was the plan, but COVID. Uh, but more importantly, the release schedule of the information they had for us, I was expecting a digital event, like, and there's yeah. nothing, and we haven't heard anything except the books were delayed, and we're going to get a Mandalorian su- Season 2 trailer, which I would have assumed would have been at Celebration. So how much yeah. are they sitting on and how much of what they were sitting on has Kathleen Kennedy been like, yoink? I don't know. I mean, like, I just, I don't understand why they didn't think, why they thought that not doing a, a digital event of some sort would not be beneficial to them in the IP. Like, I just, I, I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. I, I. At first, I was like, you know, the announcement for the High Republic books was so stellar. Like, it came out. Everyone was excited. People didn't even think. They thought it was a new movie. Like, they had so much buzz. But then after watching DC's fandom last weekend. Yeah. They knocked it out of the damn park. They did. They did a phenomenal job. I really liked the pacing. I thought the way that they just, the way they hit everything was was really well done. So my question is, why wouldn't Star Wars follow suit with some sort of, you know, it like... would do so well. People like would Cantina Reveal up. or something and do it live from Batu in L.A., you know, and go around the park in different parts. This is, this is why Tim is happy that we're going into more production stuff and I'm, I'm, I'm the guy. Um, but, like, go around the park and, like, do different activations from all over the park for whatever the thing is and bring the respawn people in and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Why didn't they do that? That makes me a little skittish, especially with the news that Kathleen Kennedy's been yoinking projects and saying, hold off, this, that, and the other thing. I do go back to my statement from last week, which was like uh, Bobby Chapek, the Bobs, being like, we need the ace in the hole. You got to put it on the table now, you know? So yeah, that's kind of where we sit right now. It's all it's all very confusing. I just I really I was really hoping for a di- and, and I know I know going from planning out a physical event, trust me, we know, planning into a physical event to then trying to pivot to a a digital event is is difficult. It's hard. It's not easy to do. But when there's so much that that should have been presented during celebration that the one was taken away and just like, sorry, look forward to next year or just keep looking at our socials until maybe something pops up. Like I just in, th- in theory, we should have got a, land- a Mandalorian Season 2 trailer at Celebration. So I'm just I'm just having a really hard time with this one. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. D23 is the end of November this year, which will probably be fully digital. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, of course it's going to have to. They're going to have to p- pivot that. But, I mean, like, we already have 
we already have Mando in October. But why have so two? Why have two digital events? That does make sense to me. True, but I mean, like, but Disney's but that means, bleeding but, money right now, Tim. Bleeding. But he, but here's the thing, though, is that that D twenty three is 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 all Disney. It's not like there's so much Star Wars that could have been talked about. Like it would have been a, at least a, it could have been a two hour show. But you can okay. Here's here's thought process from a production standpoint. You can save money because whatever they spend is going to be millions to put on a live production. Like, they're going to go all out like DC Fandom did. DC knocked out of the park. They have the best reveal of anything during the pandemic that I have seen yet. No one did it better than them. So everyone's going to now learn from what they did and try and one-up them. D23, if you canceled a celebration one, which could have cost millions, and you put all of it into D23 in a closed Mm. set location... You can get cross-pollination buzz with a hashtag D23, and then you can do sure. multiple hashtags on top of that. So if it's hashtag D23, yes, Mandalorian will be out already. But hashtag, let's just say, hashtag D23, hashtag The Old Republic with the little guy on Twitter, you know, like a little Revan or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to fly because it'll also get you traction pickup on Frozen 3 or, you know, Moana 2, whatever the fuck it is. So. Yeah. That I could see from a marketing standpoint, from a savings standpoint, and from a production standpoint being the move. I did not think about D23, and that makes sense. Because all of your stuff's going to be revealed. Whatever your Marvel roadmap, your Star Wars roadmap. And for not for nothing, the intersection of people that are interested in everything at D23 is very wide. Yeah. Of course, there's people that only care about Marvel, only care about Star Wars, only care about sure. Disney. But the intersection of people that care about that segment, yeah. yeah, the people that care about everything is is I would say pretty large. So right, and they're like yeah, and like you said, like people who care about like Moana two are also going to care about. I care. I want to know. Yeah, like Star Moana Wars too. stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I would love interesting, to Kevin. Hang out. With so D twenty three does make sense from a from a so that is something to chew on business sure. production standpoint. So I could see them stacking it instead of having se- celebration be a standalone. Given the circumstances, and if you got to remember too, who's in charge? Bobby C. That's what we're gonna call him from now on, Tim. Ah, Bobby C. I like a <laughs> yo, Bobby C. Bobby C. Is a digital guy. Yeah, that's he's, true. He's not a park guy. He's a digital guy. So he's looking at it from I can make one huge splash at the end of the year. Um, and if you wait again, marketing production. If you wait a little while, as quote unquote things get better which hopefully they are, and it seems to slowly be. If things get better, then people will be in a better mood and they'll have more to look forward to. Hopefully jobs are coming back, things like that. So I get it from a from a global visionary standpoint, looking at it versus doing it in late August. I get it. All right, Kevin. I'll give you that one. Uh, Anonymous said, just finished the Master and Apprentice audiobook about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon pre-episode one. Working on Ahsoka book now. What should I listen to next? Thrawn? Tim, you want to field that one? Uh, yeah, no, Thrawn is, Thrawn is, yeah, Thrawn's very, very good. Uh, Aftermath, if you want to, uh, get a better understanding of the Death Star and how the Death Star was created and what goes into that, um, then definitely pick up uh that book it's not it's not rogue one it is called hold on i'll tell you in a second but yeah honestly there really is no like that like i just picked up, i also picked up uh star wars the clone Wars: stories of light and dark um i just picked that one up as well which i'm super excited because those are the those are like the short stories like the mini the mini stories that are in there um 
and then I also started reading um or listening to Darth Plagueis, uh, which is which I I really enjoyed as well. That was really well done. Uh, Catalyst, uh, Star Wars Catalyst. If you uh, want a better understanding of the Empire and like what is going on behind the scenes and how they really like how the Emperor sold the Death Star to the people. And it wasn't actually the Death Star at all. It was they they completely hid behind um, the, the the propaganda that they were going out and they were bettering the unit. They were bettering the galaxy uh, for the people by taking resources. And they were using these resources for energy projects and all this stuff. When in fact, like all of these little projects they were working on were actually one massive project, which was the Death Star. Um, so a lot of lies and deceptions go into the building of Project Stardust. Um, they and actually, there's one thing that I didn't know about is that they were actually building a lot of the Death Star around Geonosis. Um, they were using the Geonosians after after the Clone Wars. They used the Geonosians to actually assemble uh, Stardust, which was really really cool. Um, it also it also uh, builds in a great backstory to. Um, uh, what's his the, the the main guy who 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 uh, hates uh, director Krennic? Uh, what's his name? I can't think of his name right now. But anyways, her dad uh, from the the main protagonist, uh, the guy who's the the main researcher for the energy project. Um, yeah, it's it's great. It's really well done. I enjoyed it. And it, it fills in a lot of like little gaps, little things that you don't you don't really need to know, but it's great to to have in the knowledge bank. There you go, Galen. Yeah, so it, oh, it, 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 it yeah it, it builds in a, a great backstory to Galen, um, and in his relationship with with Krennic, uh, and also it also uh, I'm just gonna well I mean like it I don't want to really want to spoil it but it also it also teaches you about the massive flaw in the Death Star, uh, why Luke was able to blow it up with uh with tor- with torpedoes down a exhaust shaft that you learn why the force is really cool no kevin it wasn't the force (laughs) it was it was spite i thought it was a plot hole no Mm, no it was just really good well i mean yeah i mean in 1970 (laughs) whenever sure (laughs) imagine having to make an entire movie to cover up a plot hole (laughs) imagine that meeting oh no we need to fix this it'd be so awkward (laughs) we need you to design an entire movie around this (laughs) <laughs> so we can patch it up. This is uh, a mess. We need to fix this quick. Uh, yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. 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 Sleek Lemur said, do you think that we are going to see the Grisk at some point since the new Thrawn book is coming out? I don't know about them. I do know that they are like supposedly the, the new Yuzon Vong. I don't know much are, beyond the that. Are cool. So I don't know if you've ever read the book Expeditionary Force. Um, but the Grisk remind me a lot of some of the, uh, the higher species in that book. Um, the Grisk are these war, so they are war, they're a war class and they actually use slaves. Uh, they use, uh, what do they call them? They call them, um, uh, hold on. I'm going to think of it. Uh, anyways, they, they use, they use uh, lower races as their slaves to do their bidding and it's really it's it's very very interesting they're very they're intense they're an intense species and i i really enjoyed it are they like the yuzon vong because that's all i've ever read about them 
Like they're I, Disney's I don't know, answer I don't know to enough Vong. about the Yu Song Vong. Yu Song Vong so. are dark. I mean, I, I know they're dark. I know that, but I don't know enough about them to say yes. The Grisk is the canonized version of the Yu Song Vong from EU. Like they're dark. Like there Disney we go. Client, ne- there we go. They call them client species. Thank you, Sleek. Disney um, could never put Yu Song Vong in a movie without rating. No, it they're R. terrifying. They like the Yu Song Vong remind me of like the Predators. Like they, they, that's, that's what yeah. they look like. They're, they just, they're, they're terrifying. Like, yeah, but their whole existence is based on like, is war, pain right? Like, with, well, just, no, it's pain. It's pain. It's all about pain. That is what they exist on. Like how much pain you have. They have the craziest caste system where the, the bottom class is treated like absolute shit ass garbage. Um, so, I mean, I guess, I guess Gris could potentially be like that. I mean, like Gris and they're, they're, they, they, they are, they're pushing out from unknown regions and they're, in this point in the book, they are trying. So they're the emperors. So where where we are right now, the emperor's not worried about it. The Chiss are freaking out, but the Grisk are pushing from unknown regions into, uh, into the imperial galactic space, and so that is that is kind of like where we are in the Thrawn, and they are they are a um, they're very aggressive. Tim, are you uh, cool but, with? But they're sneaky. Are you cool with going a little long to bust out some of these questions? There's some goodies in here. Yeah, go for, yeah, go for it. All right. Wherewood said, do you guys prefer audio plays with individual actors or audio books with one consistent narrator? I like an audio play. That would be my preference. I, 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 it, it comes down to the narrator. If the narrator can't pull off multiple voices and, 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 and hold on to that, then I would rather have one person be one character so you have multiple people in the story. I think that's fine. A lot of the audiobooks that I have come to absolutely love and end up going back and listening to again um, is usually just done by one narrator who just has an, an amazing uh, ability to take on different types of personas, which is, is super fun. Anonymous asks, what would you think about Thrawn possibly predicting the end of Rebels? What if he brought Ezra to the Ascendancy because he didn't want to deal with Palpatine? That's a Tim question. Oh my God! His eyes just lit up. So you, you definitely, you triggered something in the in his in his brain function. Holy shit! I didn't think about that. He's gone. He's gone. Oh! You did it. Okay, 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 okay. So where we leave off in book three of Thrawn, you can the emperors. Spoilers. Piss. Go nuts, bud. Go nuts. The emperors. I'm piss. still gonna read it. I, okay, okay. I'm just like I, for any of those that care about spoilers, just you gotta tune out in the next three seconds. Three. The emperor two, is one. Go, Tim. Absolutely pissed off at Thrawn because he feels like Thrawn. So Thrawn made a promise to the emperor that said, and and he said, "I will give my life to the empire. I give my service to you. Uh, you are my emperor." And essentially, just says like, "I'm no longer Chiss. I'm Imperial. You have you have me." And and then in book three we meet up with with Chiss and so and and of course Thrawn and and the Chiss are working together. The Emperor, long story short, the Emperor finds out and he's pissed off. And so he essentially he essentially because the, the book is called Treason. It's not Thrawn is not committing treason. They end up finding someone who does commit treason against the Empire. But the Emperor is also like you essentially are committing treason as well. He's like, no, that's not true. I am. I am Chiss, but I am also loyal to you, and the Emperor is not happy. And so, and and but and so, what if that is that has always been the thing? Is like, yeah, he realizes what's going on. 
the the empire really isn't isn't what he thought it was going to be. He needs to make sure he warns the Chiss, and so that's what happens. He actually, because like the longer you go into the story of Thrawn, you realize he's not he's not a bad guy. He really isn't. He just he he's doing he's just he's doing he's what doing he, his duty. He's doing his duty as an imperial admiral, but at the same time, he's also a part of the ascendancy. He's also Chiss. And so he's doing what's best for his people. And so he even said, I'm doing, I'm, I'm going to do this because I know it's what's best for the Chiss. So here's, the ascendancy. here's my question as someone who's read the books. I haven't. So I'm asking this genuinely because I know how the Chiss culture works. Is he Chiss first or Imperial first? He, so the way he acts, he's Imperial first and Chiss second. Okay. But, but big, but in book three, that changes. Where like he it, it he he is still an imperial admiral, but at the same time he's still he's still Chiss, and and you start to see that kind you see those lines kind of blur together. Where before you you knew what he was, but you saw that he embraced imperial life and he loved what he did. He's just a very he's 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 an amazing tactician. He is a very very smart person. And the, and someone in chat said that like like even thrawn like even the emperor the emperor like fears thrawn's tactical abilities like it's a, he's a he's just a super smart guy um and so yeah that is that is a really interesting like what if and, and this might happen in book 4 book 4 might set up everything for that happens after rebels because where we are right now in book 3 is right around the time where thrawn gets really really heavy into rebels cuz they even talk about it is like the Emperor tells Thrawn, you have to go to Lothal, you need to take care of Kanan Jarrus, and you need to get Ezra, you need to get Ezra and bring him to the temple on Lothal. And so that's right around like season what, season three, season four is when that happens. When when Ezra goes to when Ezra in um when Ezra goes to the temple and meet, and sees the Emperor in the in that thing. That's the end of the show. It's the end of season four. Is that four? Yeah. So, so we're right around like end of three, beginning of four right now uh, in the book. And so I'm super excited for tomorrow because then we get to start the, the, the book four. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited. And so like now thinking about that, like what if what if this is how this is how because like it's like thinking about it, like for Thrawn to completely fall to that trap is so not in Thrawn's playbook. Like Thrawn sees everything and he can see it way before it happens. And so for him to get caught off guard by all of that just doesn't feel like Thrawn. So what if this was a part of his plan the whole time to get caught up and to get blasted off in, into space with Ezra? Like what if that was his way of getting Ezra away from the Emperor and taking him to the Chiss? That is such a cool thought and I'm excited for that. Eyebrows. Damn. Damn, dude. I'm so excited. Jaden asked, it's late 2021. All Star Wars games that have been announced have come out. What Star Wars game do you want to see next? Genre, gameplay, story, go. I have two. Do you want me to go first, Tim? Go for it, please. Yeah. I would like one of two things to happen to Star Wars The Old Republic, the MMORPG. It never needs to be made canon. I don't care about that. But I either want it to get an overhaul and get more love than it's currently getting because its numbers have shot up since it went on Steam. And one day, Tim and I are going to play that. Trust me. I'm going to take Tim through the story. Uh, two, 
I would love an action MMO version of that. Think ESO, think like Red Dead Online, something along those lines where I get to be a Jedi or a smuggler or a trooper, whatever, and I get to go into an open world and interact with other people uh, and go planet to planet and do my thing. If I'm like completely bonerific thinking about it, like I can get into my ship, fly to other planet through hyperspace and it's seamless across everything. That'd be my dream. Secondary to that would be a single-player RPG, pretty much what I just described to you, open world, planet to planet, and I could seamlessly go between them. Yeah, I think I think to Kevin's point, I would I would I want a I I would like a almost like a like a no, like a No Man's Sky or um you know, like Eve like that like that being able to go from from planet to planet seamlessly. Um, but like an eluder shooter kind of style, like I, that's, that's kind of like what I would like to see. Um, so very, very similar to like, to Kevin's point. I think like that is like that, that big open sandbox where you get a new Um, headpiece, a new robe and it gives you whatever. And you can like augment your lightsaber. Exactly. Like that's, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. uh, That, That is, that is what I want. I think if you played the old Republic that you would really enjoy it. Um, obviously it's just, I, I want more control over the combat like that's and that's why I love that's yeah, why tab I love target is where you would drop off on that mentally. that's where I that's why I always lose the game like any type of game like ESO or even like watching you guys play new world like that level of combat doesn't interest me because there's no like my level of like the things that I want to like to perfect when it comes to like skill is like being able to like dodge things and shoot things and like learn that way or like learn combos and like instead of like just like button smashing and knowing like when to like throw abilities and things like that. Like I want I want more control over the, the player. I want to feel more attached to that. And no, so like t- that's why I Tim would, like would love the story, but I get what he's saying. Like he yeah, wants I just I would want I want a more controlled combat scenario. Something we've talked about too is Tim and I would love a reimagining of of um Republic Commando with a bad batch. Yeah. But like Rainbow Six. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yep. If, if we're seeing Clone Wars flashbacks, do you think we get more Ben Kenobi Jedi spy? I would assume so, but it really depends on flashback versus modern time ratio. I think it would. Uh, do you? Did you guys know, Carlos says, that E.T. and Star Wars take place in a shared universe? E.T. appears in episode one. We talked about that last episode. We've talked about it numerous times. But yeah, they're, they're part of the... Uh, Galactic Republic, E.T.'s home planet. Anonymous said, do you think if they make Old Republic movies and shows, we'll get a live version of Ilum? Since Ilum is the source of lightsaber crystals for the Jedi, and in Old Republic lore, that's non-canon at the moment, the Sith constantly try and get there and usurp it. Uh, there's also a font in, in Old Republic lore of dark side energy on Ilum? I would say yes, because Ilum is a huge factor in current Star Wars story that going back and revisiting Ilum uh, as a place where the Jedi get their crystals from and why the Sith would want access to that would be very important. Uh, Tim's dad, Jokemaster, asked, do you think we will see more Jedi survivors in the Mando series? I don't think we'll see any that you don't know. Yeah. Because by that point, we're, what, 20-something years after... Yeah, so at this at this point, yeah, so we are five years post uh, Return of the Jedi. So five years after the uh, after Death Star Two has been destroyed, 
Uh, so at this point we are 20, yeah, 20 plus, almost 25, yeah, so 25-ish years after Order 66. So there's all so, the ones we know. So there's so Luke. Luke. So Luke has gone and and rounded up all of the, like all of the Jedi's that I would assume that are out there that are like willing to come out. But at the same time, at the same time, there are still imperial sects that are out there roaming roaming the galaxy doing their own thing and there are still jedi that that are still living underground so maybe i just i don't i don't think we're i, I just don't think it's gonna happen in i don't Mando think too. it's worth it to introduce you to one you don't know no versus introducing you to us because we know lucas Remem re is out there you got to remember, at the end of the day, this is the story of the Mandalorian, not of everything else going on in the world. Yeah, like, they're very adamant about that, too. It, it, they, it, this, this is Din Jaren's story. And all of the things happening around him, yes, are to be in... Like, it, they've made nods to many of things, right? But at the same time, it's all about Din. Like, it, it's Din Jaren's story it, with, with the Mandalorians being involved. With with the child, with all of these little nods here and there to things, but at the end of the day, you have to remember it is a story about a per, about a uh, a person who was was adopted by the Mandalorian people to learn the Mandalorian ways, um, and that's and that's what this story is about. This is not a this is not a let's try to turn the Mandalorian into a smorgasbord of Star Wars stories. Let's let like let's focus on this one thing and sprinkle it with things that you know and love because because that's what Dave Filoni does. Dave Filoni likes to put in these little things that that bring you back to other stories, right? Like when we had flashbacks of Din Djarin in during the Clone Wars, we saw the B two battle droids, we saw all this stuff, we saw the Clone Wars battles, which made you think, ah, right, yes, and we saw the Lothal cat. You know, we saw these little things that kind of brought you into into it made you think of other stuff. But in, or we saw, you know, Death Watch. You know, we saw all this stuff that was like, oh yeah, I remember that. But it it's still about Jin Jaren and his his journey. Tim, yes, sir. Tampa scored. Oh yes, forgot that was going on right now. Uh, Go Bulls. Anonymous. You know, there's a situation where the Bulls play the Islanders, and I'm very uncomfortable. Right, it's gonna be really uh. awkward. <laughs> Because I'm just gonna yell at Pete and Wayne the whole time. It's like, ah, business, business, and I've pleasure. Been I've been, I've been, I've been watching both, and I'm like, I'm just watching all of them, and just like, oh, this is gonna be weird. Lightning don't even have their best player. That's the craziest part. Mm. Uh, Anonymous said, thoughts on getting more backstory about a young Yoda from future books, movies, and getting to see him training as Jedi. We won't see Talk him training. We've talked about it. We won't see him training as a Jedi, but in the High Republic books, he's alive and he's a Jedi, so you'll get some. Yeah, because he's like 600 years old. Uh, do you think we're gonna get more Ahsoka backstory with flashbacks to help fill her story from Rebels to Mando? No. Again, as Tim just said, this is a Din Djarin story, not Ahsoka's. So unless she's in a flashback, she's gonna be a, from Mando. She's gonna be an assistance to this story, whatever it is. She, yeah. She she might not even be a critical role. She might show up for an episode, and you're just like, hey, that's Ahsoka, and she has a thing, and then she's she's done. We you call know, that maybe. like fan service. Yeah, like yeah, and and that's what they've been doing. I just I don't I don't see her being like a 
I just I don't see her being a big a big part of it. Like again, it it's got to, it it's all about Din. It's about his his story. This is not going to be the Mandalorian. Oh wait, this is now Ahsoka show. As much as I want, as much as I want, we want it to know. I want it. I want it so badly, but at the same time, I don't think it's the right place to do it. I agree. That's it. We gave you so Sick. much extra time. That was, a heck of an, that was a heck of an episode, Kevin. We gave you. I I thought we were going to be short on time at one point, and we weren't. But. Chat was that a was that a good one? Did we did we do good, chat? We're jumping if you think, we did, if you think we ready? did well, then you guys should make sure to uh, follow us over at uh, Rare Drop on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. If you don't know where to find us, you can head on over to raredrop.co in your web browser. You can find all the links, all the streamers. We got a stream team, if you didn't know. We've got a merch store. Amazing. We, we've got all of this stuff for you guys to find us on the interwebs. So just head on over to raredrop.co chat and let us know how we did. You can also find us over on YouTube. You can find us over on iTunes or your podcast needs Spotify. Where else? Google, Google Play, right, Kevin? Yep. Is that right? Did I say it right? Google Play. Well, Google Play is becoming YouTube podcasts, and iTunes is now Apple Podcasts. So. Crap. Okay. Well, whatever it is, wherever you wherever you download all your podcast goodness, uh, you can find us there. You can find all the Rare Drop productions there as well. It's all going away. Thank you so much, Chad. He's Darkness Four Two Nine FB GG slash Darkness Four Two Nine. I'm K Magic One Hundred One on Twitch. Kevin X Vision on Twitter. Tim's Darkness 429 everywhere, so you can go just type that in and he'll pop up. But thank you so much for enjoying your Monday evening with us and chatting Star Wars. We'll be back next Monday. One thing we want to put on the table to excite you, besides getting Tim to play SWOTOR at some point, which I think I could swing on a Monday night for Star Wars and Scotch at some point. Tim and I have been discussing, since Rare Drop's really getting into D&D, the possibility oh, that's right, Kevin, a Star Wars D&D. Of a limited time Star Wars D&D run on Monday nights to replace Star Wars and Scotch. So the literal campaign for D&D would be called Star Wars and Scotch. And Tim could live out his power fantasy of being a edgy little hot topic Sith Lord. <laughs> From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Chat, we love you and enjoy your week. We'll see you this week playing Avengers. But either way, may the force be with you. Bye, guys. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.